Hello and welcome to the Nature Nerd Knowledge Podcast. I am your host, Brooke Mercedes, and I wanted to start this first episode with a little bit about myself and my background. I have my master's in herbs and nutrition. I am a Reiki master teacher, a hypnobirthing childbirth educator, and holistic life coach. So basically, I am a collector of credentials. (laughs) I am also a mother to three boys with another on the way and have basically a zoo of animals and plants and I love every second of it. My goal and hope for this podcast is to discuss and teach various natural healing modalities, not only having podcasts where it's just me sharing things that I have learned over the years, but also bringing people onto the podcast to share specifically their expertise in different types of healing modalities. And I want to cover all sorts of topics, different kinds of ways to heal yourself physically with things like herbs, essential oils, frequency type of devices, things of that nature. I also want to cover the emotional part of healing, working with your shadow, doing emotional processing therapy, various kinds of emotional release and body triggers. And then I also want to get into the spiritual side of things, doing meditations and sound baths and things to help you really connect with yourself on every level because healing is not just a one dimensional thing. Healing is something that has to happen physically, emotionally, and spiritually to fully heal from things that have happened in your life, false belief systems you have about yourself, etc. Um, and I also want this podcast to be a way to arm yourself with knowledge so that you can advocate for yourself when you are dealing with medical professionals that have a certain way of thinking. I also want you to be able to take charge of your own health and be less reliant on the system and to be able to become more self-reliant with your health and with healing for not only yourself but for your family. Today's topic is going to be about taking ownership and I wanted to discuss this before getting into anything else about healing because taking ownership in my experience is the very first step towards healing and self-growth and improvement. And the reason for that is that taking ownership and learning how to take responsibility for the role that you have played in various events in your life and acknowledging the mistakes that you've had is really important because a lot of people end up in a victim mentality where it's, oh, this happened to me and that's why I'm damaged in this way or I'm broken because this person did this to me or whatever it is. And I'm not saying that we should completely disregard the things that people have done to us because it does shape who we are, but it doesn't have to continue to shape who you are and who you are becoming. So taking ownership does not mean that you are blaming yourself or that you are fully taking on whatever it is that happened to you. But it is instead, like I said, acknowledging the mistakes that you have made in your past and the role that you have played in various events in your life and choices that you've made. Because the important part of that 
is so that you can forgive yourself and heal those parts of yourself so that you can move forward. Holding yourself accountable gives you the opportunity to take your power back from those that you have given it to, whether it was willingly or unwillingly. Especially in cases of abuse, learning how to take your power back is so important. Your power means that you have control over the direction that your life is moving going forward. Taking your power back, I can't emphasize that enough, is one of the most important parts of taking ownership for your life, for your health, for your healing, and for what's happened in the past. Another aspect of why taking ownership is so important is because, frankly, no one else can do the work for you. No one else is going to be able to fix you in the ways that you want to be fixed. No one else is going to be able to make you heal. It is something that you have to choose for you. Becoming healthy and healing is solely your responsibility. And when you own that, you are taking back your power. My job as a health advisor is to teach you and to give you tools to heal yourself. There is no magic fix-it pill. There is no take this and everything goes away. It doesn't work that way. It has never worked that way. And our medical system today is proving over and over again how ineffective that is. It's slapping band-aids on, you know, a house fire. It doesn't really do anything. It at best will cover up the symptoms, but it's not getting rid of the actual issue. It's just hiding it. So a lot of what I'm hoping to teach you with this podcast is just that getting to the core of things a lot of the time with emotional stuff like being triggered or feeling a certain type of way around people or wanting to be alone or feeling depressed there is a core issue underneath all of the different layers and as you start to peel back those layers and get to the core once you have that core and you acknowledge it and you accept it then you can heal from it And when you heal the core, all of the symptoms go away. Just like when your your body is physically sick, like let's say you have a stomach ache. If you discover that eating ice cream is what gives you the stomach ache and you stop eating ice cream, you don't have the stomach aches anymore. They go away. And so by taking ownership for those cores, taking ownership for the symptoms, rather than playing the victim game or the blame game and instead being like what can I do to change what can I do to heal everything switches everything changes in your mind one of the big things with learning how to take ownership that I cannot emphasize enough is to be gentle with yourself When you are going back through past events and you start acknowledging the things that you could have handled better and that you handled poorly, 
Do not beat yourself up for that. That version of you was doing the very best that it knew how under the circumstances. If you can have compassion and grace for that version of you, because it's not you anymore, it is a past version of you. But if you can watch yourself talk and give yourself grace, you will be able to love that person for who they were and what they were doing and then heal it for them because that then carries over into the present and heals you now as well. This might sound like a lot to do and it might sound overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. My best recommendation would be to start with small achievable goals that will help you to reach the larger goals. For a very vague example, let's say you want to lose 50 pounds and you don't know where to start and completely changing your diet and all of these lifestyle choices seems overwhelming and you try it and you fail. Don't start by changing everything. Start super, super small. So let's say you start every morning with a cup of coffee and a donut. Switch it from a cup of coffee and a donut to something like an apple and a glass of water or a glass of fresh squeezed juice or kombucha. Something very simple. Do everything else the rest of the way you would every day, but make that one change. And you keep going with that change until it becomes a habit and it becomes something that is no longer something you have to think about. It is just something that you do where you automatically go to your fridge and you grab a cup of kombucha or fresh squeezed juice and you grab an apple or a banana or a grapefruit or something of that nature and that's how you start your day. And once that has become ingrained in you and as a habit, you add something new. And then maybe you're adding you know, an herb to help start your day, or you're adding, um, you know, like a salad at lunch to whatever you're eating. Small steps to create lasting and eventually bigger, more permanent change. Like I said, you don't have to change everything at once. It can be very difficult to just completely cut out everything. It works for some people, but it does not work for most people. I started out very small, like a decade ago, with cheese. I was eating cheese on absolutely everything. So I started only using cheese at dinner. It wasn't something that I could add at breakfast or at lunch. I had to figure out how to make those things taste good without cheese. It eventually got to the point where I was able to go without cheese entirely And I didn't even miss it. I started making all of these and learning how to make all of these delicious dairy-free meals, even like garlic cream sauces and like mac and cheeses and things like that. I will admit that I do still use cheese every once in a while, but it's mostly because of the kids (laughs) and my partner because they love cheese. But as an example, that is something that I really wanted to cut back on because I was struggling with my weight. And so that is something that I chose to do is I started learning how to live my life without cheese a little bit at a time until I did not feel like I was missing out by not having cheese. 
You have to find what works for you. Like I said, don't force things that you aren't ready for. If you are a big soda drinker, for example, and you're the type of person that drinks soda and doesn't really drink water, that's okay. That's just your starting point. But if you want to cut back on the soda, start small. If you normally drink a cup of soda at every single meal and sometimes in between, choose one of those times to stop drinking soda and replace it with something else. Maybe a seltzer water or flavored water with lemon and mint. That's delicious, by the way. Or with cucumber. Super yum. Um, Or replacing it with something like kombucha that still has that carbonation feel but is beneficial to your body. So making a small change like that. So rather than, you know, four cans of soda a day, you have three cans of soda a day and one bottle of kombucha, for example. And you you work your way up to the point where you're not drinking soda at all eventually. And instead you're drinking kombucha and fresh squeezed juices and smoothies and water little bits at a time find what works for you and in the case that you slip up or you forget do not beat yourself up for it acknowledge it and move on it's that simple be like oh man i was gonna drink kombucha this one i forgot but that's okay because i'm remembering right now and now i can remember for next time set a reminder on your phone drink kombucha today check it off the list one thing start small You have to give yourself that time to fully adjust to each change so it becomes a habit and is just something that you do now without thinking about it before you add more onto your plate. You don't want to overwhelm yourself. I would also encourage you on your journey with taking ownership in order to help keep you focused and in order to help you to be coming from a place of love within yourself, for yourself, to start and end every day with a short little exercise. Before you get out of bed or at nighttime, as soon as you climb into bed, before you lay down, take a few deep breaths where you're filling up your entire stomach and your abdomen with air and then exhaling. I like to breathe in to a slow count of four and exhale to a count of eight and do this three or four times until you're starting to feel relaxed and a calmness within yourself. And then mentally or out loud, think of five things that you are grateful for. And don't just be like, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for this, you know, day because I got paid today or something. Try and get creative. Don't repeat the same things every time. I am grateful that I caught myself today about to drink a soda instead of kombucha. I am grateful that my husband came home from work a half hour early to surprise me with my favorite treat. You know, be specific. Really push yourself to think of things outside of the norm that you are grateful for. Grateful for the sunshine that blasted you in the face through the window because it was warm and it reminded you of summer in the middle of winter. Be specific. Give yourself the time to have that gratitude space and to hold gratitude for yourself. I am grateful that I am taking ownership of my health and my healing. I am grateful 
for the tools and resources that I have and am discovering in order to take better care of myself. Taking ownership, again, does not mean blaming yourself. It instead means acknowledging the choices and thoughts and words that you've had and the role that you have played in various events so that you can take your power back, have grace for yourself, and forgive that version of yourself so that you can heal those parts of yourself as you are ready to heal them. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast episode on taking ownership. I hope that you will take the things that have been said and consider them and ponder them over in your mind and decide on what really resonates with you and what doesn't and take what does resonate and apply it to your life. And for the things that do not resonate, that's okay. It could be for so many different reasons that it does not resonate, but if right now it does not resonate, just let it pass you by. It does not have to be anything other than something that just passes by. I'll see you next time.